Welcome everybody to this inaugural episode of The Ronin Rabbit, a Usagi Yojimbo fan podcast. My name's Ed Moore. Uh, most of the places on the internet in a uh, comic book capacity that you'll find me. You'll probably find me under the name Miskatonic. That's usually what I cruise around as. I've got a couple of the podcasts floating around that, uh, that that's the name that I'll use. I do want to let everybody know up front that this is a spoiler podcast. I want to talk about the stories, talk about what happens um, on panel, off panel, add in what I've been able to find doing research from Stan Sakai himself, uh, other sources, everything I can do to, to enhance these stories. Not that they need enhancing, mind you, but just to add little tidbits that aren't included on the, on the uh, page. Now, Usagi Yojimbo is a creation of Stan Sakai. He does draw and write it, letters it. A lot of the supplemental information that I've gotten will have come from the website usagiyojimbo.com, one word. That's a, that's a fan website. The printed material that I'm using is Usagi Yojimbo, the special edition from Fanographics, a large two-volume bound set. Um, this will be course the first volume being that we'll be talking about the first story of the uh, of the series first actual usagi story appeared in the november 1984 issue of thoughts and images or excuse me of albedo by thoughts and images albedo's the magazine thoughts and images is the uh, publishing company the name of the story now i've i've run across two names in the special edition that i'm using the story is titled usagi yojimbo uh, most of the other sources that i find the story is titled the goblin of adishigahara story opens with a, a character who we later will come to find out is usagi himself trudging through the snow towards this lone cabin in the in the woods here at the at the in the mountains and Usagi arrives and asks to enter asks if he can find shelter there an old lady comes to the door and says it would be an honor samurai as she recognizes his garb as that worn by a, a samurai during the uh, the Edo period I'll get into the Edo period a little bit more in a little bit and he offers his name as Mayamato Usagi. Now, that is his given name. The name of the series that we're going to be talking about is Usagi Yojimbo, which translates to Rabbit Bodyguard. So don't, don't be confused with Usagi Yojimbo and Mayamoto Usagi. Now we see that um, once inside, Usagi is just asking about the situation, if, if the old lady's alone. She says yes, uh, her husband was killed in the Battle of Adashigahara, uh, very near to where this cabin is, and that she's just been living uh, by herself since then. Usagi indicates uh, he, he remembers that battle well. He was there when uh, a trusted general turned upon his liege and uh, killed his shogun. Usagi indicates he is aware of the battle, 
Uh, he was there as well and was fighting for his lord. And one of his lord's generals turned traitor. And because of that, his, his lord was killed. And Usagi relates the story in, in a, a little bit of detail, giving us some names that will pop up from here throughout the series. Uh, lord Hikiji, who is the uh, was the opposing general in this battle. Lord Mafuni, who was the lord, the general that Usagi was fighting for, who ultimate, ultimately lost this battle. And Toda Buichi, who was the general initially on Mafuni's side, who turned traitor, joining Lord Hikiji's side, and thus losing the battle for Lord Mafuni. Usagi then goes on to relate that he's heard stories that there's a goblin running around in the mountains there where they where they happen to, to be located. And the grandmother poo-poos it and says, oh, there's no such thing as a goblin. She says, don't, don't be afraid, I'll protect you. And she offers him, you know, this, this particular futon here in, in the house. Usagi lays down and goes to sleep, apparently, but being suspicious by nature, being suspicious of the grandmother, it's kind of hard to say, maybe a combination of both. Uh, he is suspicious nonetheless, and in the middle of the night, a monster uh, forces its way through the window right above that very bedroll that she offered him, shredding the bed in an effort to kill Usagi. Usagi himself is standing off to the side. He had been awaiting or perhaps was alerted by the imminent approach of this creature, rather uh, funky-looking creature. looks like a uh, bipedal rhinoceros with all kinds of extra flanges growing on its arms and shoulders and back. Now, um, a battle ensues between the two, and it is carried outside. Usagi uh, makes his way outside, probably not wanting to demolish the old woman's house in case the battle is protracted or gets nasty and it's it's a pretty fierce battle we see that uh, in several places at several times this monster gets a hold of Usagi and shreds his shreds his outfit um, it goes back and forth Stan Sakai does a, a very good job of showing ferocity showing intenseness but not showing blood and gore and things like that so in some ways uh, this is and, and remains a very kid-friendly um, comic book, particularly this story, even though you have this monster in it. Usagi ultimately vanquishes the monster, kills it, and, and in the ensuing calm after this battle, the old woman runs out of her house, screams husband, and falls upon the, the monster. And we find out that in reality, this monster, this goblin, is actually Totobuichi, and the old lady is his wife. And she recounts that after the victory uh, that Lord Hikiji experienced, that Toda was, instead of being rewarded, he was banished and set out and told that the, the only way that he could restore his honor was to perform seppuku, uh, the honor lost in betraying his one-time master Mafuni in the battle. 
not having the courage, not choosing to, what, whatever his reason, Toda did not commit seppuku and instead went out and was living in the woods, living in the forest there, um, mutating because of the loss of his honor, mutating because of his own feelings and his hatred towards himself for what he actually did until he had become this, this goblin, this mutated aspect of his former self. In the end, the old lady asks Usagi for forgiveness, and basically he tells her it's not up to him to forgive, call a priest, and trudges off into the snow into his next adventure. All right, now I've uh, already mentioned some of the characters uh, that uh, showed up in this initial story. Stan Sakai has indicated that Usagi himself is patterned after Miyamoto Musashi, who was a great Japanese swordsman of the Edo period. Well, let me back up. The, the main setting for this is Japan during the Edo period, uh, called the Edo period because the ruling shogunate of the time ruled from the city of Edo, Edo eventually becoming the city of Tokyo that we know now. The shogunate was the Tokugawa Bakufu. They ruled... Japan, this shogunate, for roughly 250 years, and the the um, change over in in ruling families and the thing that put this family on the path to becoming the shogunate was the Battle of Sekigahara that occurred in October of 1600. Now, Sekigahara is a the name of a real battle. In Usagi, there was a battle that occurred named at, at a location called Adashigahara. Pretty similar. Could very well be what Stan Sakai is um, patterning this after, which means that we pick up the story at the very beginnings of the Tokugawa shogunate. Now, he's also indicated, uh, Stan Sakai that is, that the character of Lord Hikiji was patterned after or was a nod to actor Date Masamuni and that Lord Mifune was a nod to actor Toshiro Mifune, a, uh, a, a Japanese actor of the time. The uh, use, usage of the last name Yojimbo or bodyguard uh, is a nod to the Akira Kurosawa film Yojimbo, which is also a, a film from the same time period that uh, Toshiro Mifune would have been would have been acting in. Now I mentioned seppuku which was mentioned in the story. Seppuku is a is a ritualized form of suicide that uh, a an honorable samurai would perform to regain his honor and as part of it he would himself be dispatched either by his own hand uh, in in the performance of the ritual or by the hand of a, a helper, uh, someone usually picked by himself, that if it looked like something had gone wrong in the ritual and the samurai was going to suffer, the second was there to just cut off his head and, and end his suffering so that the samurai would not suffer. And uh, this, this was a very, a very important way of, of regaining lost honor was this 
ritual of seppuku. So Toda uh, really just double and, and triple cursed himself by what he did initially, uh, but then also by not doing anything to regain his honor. Each episode, I think what I'm going to do is, is go over the story and then pick up a few things uh, like I just did that may have been in the story or additional things and, and put them out there also just to kind of add to uh, the story itself, add to the knowledge of the period, the setting. Stan Sakai is very renowned and has won awards for his research on the time and setting that he uses, various ceremonies, researching how various structures looked, researching how various things were made, um, different foods and, and different everyday implements and things like that, so that when he would depict those things, those things would be uh, as close to actual as, as he could do. Now, the book itself is in a genre that is called anthropomorphic, which basically is, is giving human uh, details to animals, human reactions, uh, human visage, human reactions to animals. So all the animals are bipedal, for the most part, that are main characters, even though you recognize them as animals. In this particular story, uh, Usagi himself is a rabbit. Toda was a rhinoceros, as I said, that looked like he had mutated. And the old lady looked like uh, perhaps some, some form of cat. She had very small pointy teeth and very small triangular ears, so she may well have been a cat. Um, although we don't see him, Lord Mifune is a, uh, a large old world cat, more like a tiger. Okay, well that's a that's about all I've got to uh, to talk about this episode. If you uh, want to get in touch, want to leave any feedback, anything of that nature, um, you can email me at usagipodcast, one word, at gmail.com. Uh, the website for the um, podcast is thereaderfeed.com, and that is hosted by Derek Coward and the Deliberate Noise Network, and I would like to Thank Mr. Coward for uh, helping with this podcast and, and other podcasts that I have that he, he helps with. I definitely appreciate his help and wouldn't really even be podcasting if it weren't for Derek. So he's he's been a a mentor to me and, a, and uh, someone to, to work towards emulating. Again, if you uh, if you do want to do any research yourself about uh, Usagi Ojimbo or his world, the characters. The best site that I have found is usagiojimbo.com. Uh, the podcast isn't affiliated with the site or anything like that. They also have a presence on Facebook. They have a Facebook uh, group page, I believe. And myself, if, if you happen to spend a lot of time on Facebook, I can usually be found on Facebook as Ed Moore. Um, so you'll... you'll probably find me hanging around there more often than not. I'm also on um, Twitter as Ed Moore. Um, as I said, initially, any of the comic book forums, if you see Miskatonic, that's more than likely me. I do want to thank everybody for giving this show a, a try, this being the first, first episode. And 
hopefully it'll just get better with time. If you do have anything that you feel will make it better, be sure to drop me a line and let me know, and I'll see what I can do, uh, perhaps do my best to get it incorporated into the show. Thanks a lot for listening. Um, one more thing. I'm not sure what the schedule will be. I'd like to have the show out bi-weekly. Not sure if I'll be able to do that, but I would like to try two to three times a month. A weekly schedule is not really going to be possible because of other obligations, but I'll try to bring the show to you as often as I can. Being a single voice, it shouldn't be too hard. No multiple schedules to arrange or anything like that. So hopefully I'll be able to do two to three times a month without a problem. Thanks for listening. Come back next time. Bye, guys.